Oh, good morning, everyone. How are we doing? Yeah? You guys ready to have some fun today? You guys ready to blow some stuff up later tonight? So yeah, in the South, the 4th of July is the best excuse ever for Southerners to blow stuff up. So uh, just word of advice, though, later on today, if at any point today you hear the words, hey, y'all, watch this, listen, get on the ground. Get on the ground. And then if everything's cool for the next couple of seconds, then get up and just start filming, okay? You still probably got time to catch some really good footage. And uh, then if, because uh, I'm telling you, man, rednecks love saying, hey, y'all, watch this before they do detrimental damage to themselves and others, don't they? I mean, is it true? It's just one of those things you know it's going to happen. And uh, if they give you a hard time for filming their demise, just start some kind of argument on whether or not Ford or Chevy is a better truck. It'll confuse them. It'll distract everybody. You'll have time for a getaway. It'll be fine. You'll, you'll survive. So, hey, welcome to Eastgate Church this morning. Hey, listen, I'm so glad y'all decided to hang out today. Y'all must be hungry or something. And hopefully you're hungry for a little bit of the word before we get into the, the demolishing of the food we have back there. Listen, we've got some good dessert. I saw some cobbler back there. That, uh, listen, you better hide your mama because it slapped your mama good is what I heard. So uh, we got some smoked meat back there, got some burgers, got some hot dogs, some good stuff. A lot of people brought some desserts. It's going to be a great time. Uh, if you're a guest here today, big welcome and thank you for being here. Listen, now you're family, so kick your shoes off, relax, and enjoy what God's going to do in the place today. We're going to continue our series on the life of Paul. And today I want to take a quick look at one of the larger things that you're going to see Paul bringing out in Scripture, and that's how we as a body of Christ are a family. We're a family. And today's about hanging out, today's about having fun, but today is about us as a body of believers having some family time too. So uh, if you'll let me, we're going to spend uh, a quick little few minutes in the Word. Rachel said I had 15 minutes, so I better stick to that. We want to keep her happy today. She brought the cobbler, so... And she did all that work helping Jeremy cook the food. You heard her mention that earlier, so we, we need to make sure that happens. So, family time. How many of y'all are part of a family? Yeah. yeah. Hey, and if you don't have any living relatives or family, you're part of the family of Christ. You're part of the body of believers. Um, and, and that's fun. Sometimes it's real fun because, I'll be honest with you, um, every, every family is a little dysfunctional. <laughs> Can I get an amen on that? Yeah, every family's just a little bit dysfunctional. We got some crazy going on in the family, and everybody knows you got that one relative that just, man, it's always a little more interesting when they show up. And look, listen, if you don't know who that is in your family, odds are it's probably you, all right? So we're just here to help you out today. So if you don't know who that person is in your family, it's you. You're welcome. Anything we can do to help you here at church this morning. But yeah, dysfunctional stuff. We're all a little quirky. We're all a little bit crazy in our own rights, right? I mean, look at the person next to you and say, Hey, I know you're a little bit crazy. Okay? And I look at them and say, But you're my kind of crazy. Yeah, we're all a little bit crazy. Differences that make us uniquely us. Some people in this room like pineapple on your pizza. I don't see how, but some people do. They're, are, they're fearlessly waving their hands right now. Look, dang. Okay, look, if you like pineapple on your pizza, that's awesome. Uh, some, people, some people like different things, man. Some people like their steak well done. 
I don't understand that. I heard somebody say one time they like putting ketchup on their steak. I'm like, that, that's not how steak works. That's not how steak works at all, you know, but to them... That's how it worked, and that's how they enjoy it. You know, somebody was talking this morning, and I won't rat them out, but they were talking about how they like to put mayonnaise on barbecue sandwiches. Oh, oh, snap. That just, that just, I feel like we need to have an altar call right now to fix that. I just, you know, but, but that's how they like it sometimes, and that makes them uniquely them, I guess. That, that's how that works. Um, People like different football teams. I'm still, I still can't believe that some people like the University of Georgia. Can't believe that. To me, that's just crazy. Um, I just, some people like the University of Alabama. No idea why. You know, some people like the Falcons. I'm a Falcons guy, but there are people that like the Saints. Well, you saw how quickly that turned. Man, so... You know, but when, when you get us all together, there's like this difference of opinion, difference of likes, different stuff, you know. And, and it's funny, we're having barbecue a little bit later. We got some homemade barbecue sauce back there. Homemade barbecue sauce is going to be awesome. Uh, I, I sampled a little bit because, look, as a pastor, as a pastor, I have to do quality control to make sure you guys are getting the best of the best. So I tried some of it earlier, and it's, it's pretty good. Uh, but, you know, when you're, you're making sauce, whether it's like a vinegar base or a mustard base or a tomato-based kind of sauce, there's different ingredients that go in, and they all bring their unique flavor. But when they come together, it makes something awesome. Individuals coming together to make something awesome. And I think that's the beauty of the body of Christ. When we all come together, some great stuff happens, and... Even through our dysfunction and through the crazy, God's able to use it to make something beautiful called the body of Christ. And Paul deals with this in Romans 12, verse 5. He says, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body. Everybody say many parts, many parts. Of, one body. of one body. And we all belong to each other. Many parts of one body all belonging to each other. And when we come together, guys, something awesome happens. We're better together. We're able to do more together as a body of Christ. And I mean, I want to celebrate just a few things with you this morning. You realize as a body of Christ together, we have been able to impact our community in a pretty aggressive way already so far this year. And praise God for that. And we're just getting started. You know, we've, our uh, prayer ministry and social media uh, ministry outreaches have reached over 80,000 people in this community since the beginning of the year. Yeah, you can praise God for that because that's a God thing. That's a God thing. We have personally prayed with over 1,000 people in our community so far this year. That is awesome. That is awesome, getting out there meeting people where they are. And that's what the body of Christ should do, and we do it best when we do it together we've seen over 30 families get food find housing and get jobs in the community as they get back on their feet uh, from covid we've helped 30 families get back on their feet so far this year praise god we're better together we're better together we've seen uh we've seen over a dozen marriages restored and families come back together through the ministries in the community this year awesome stuff is happening our church our church is still reaching over 40 countries throughout the world through our podcast and live stream every week. Praise God for that. We're better together. We're better together. We've seen dozens of people come to the Lord. Guys, I'm telling you, it's always better when we stick together. God knew what he was doing when he set this thing up. 
he knew how effective we could be when we come together as a body of believers. And this is why we say at Eastgate, no one walks alone because we believe, we believe that we're better together. No one walks alone here at this church. We watch each other's back. No one walks alone at this church. We encourage one another. We spur one another on. No one walks alone. We don't leave anybody on the battle line by themselves. And we reach our community together at Eastgate. Nobody walks alone. And if you'll give me just a few minutes, we're going to read through some scriptures that deal specifically with the inner workings of the body of Christ because the Bible has a lot to say about it. Um, Colossians chapter 3. In verse 13, I think it's funny we're starting off here. It says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Why? Because we're dysfunctional as a family sometimes. God knew. I love it. I think it's beautiful because he knew how messed up we could be sometimes. He knew that we're not perfect. He knew that we were going to make mistakes. And he allowed for that. And he even encourages us to allow for it. You know, like when you budget stuff, like when you have enough money to feel like you can budget stuff. <laughs> yeah, get, get an amen out there. Uh, you feel my pain. Now, when you budget stuff, you allot money for certain bills. Here's your power bill. Here's the cell phone bill. Here's the water bill. You know, and then you have money set aside for those emergencies that come up. You never know when they're going to happen. But you know in life that stuff is going to happen. So it's wise to prepare for it and give an allowance for that stuff when it happens. This is what the scriptures say. And hey, listen, it's going to be a given as a body of believers, that something's going to happen somewhere along the way where we're going to get offended and somebody's going to do something stupid. I know that's a bad word, kids. Um, or somebody's going to do something to offend us because they're imperfect, just like we're imperfect. And they're going to make mistakes, just like I'm going to make a mistake and you're probably going to make a mistake. And God forbid, but we all have the ability to still choose to sin if we want to and do something to hurt somebody in the body of believers. And the scripture's saying, hey, we know that stuff's probably going to happen, so make an allowance for it and knowing that it's going to happen. And let's forgive and let's love and just remember that those jacked up people that you're upset about, you're just as jacked up as they are in your own right. Everybody say jacked up. Jacked up. So... Yes, true. Hey, me included. Me included. I've got my moments. I don't think for a second just because I'm a pastor I'm infallible and that I don't make mistakes and that I don't have off days. Hey, I strive to not and I strive to control my emotions and I strive to be led by the Spirit. But at the end of the day, I still got this stuff that you guys have, you know. And so we all need to give each other a little bit of room and grace and forgiveness. Amen? Because I know I'd want it. I'd want it when I mess up just like you'd want it when you mess up. So let's give that to each other. Now check this out. Galatians chapter 6 is another great passage of Scripture just dealing with us working together as a body of believers. It says, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. One of the beautiful things about us being together as a body of believers is that we walk with each other. Nobody walks alone here at this church. That's our goal. But the way God set this up as a body of believers is that we walk with each other. We carry each other's burdens. When you're struggling, I feel that struggle. When you're hurting, I feel that hurt. When you're going through stuff, I just don't let you deal with life on your own. I'm there to help you because I would want you to be there to help me when I'm going through a storm, too. We don't leave each other out there hanging out to dry for the enemy to pick off. 
we carry each other's burdens. Amen? Isn't it nice to know that you can be a part of a body of believers that's there for you when you need them? And, and that's what we strive to do. And that's what Scripture says we should do. Proverbs 27, 17. I love this because it says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. One thing I love about coming together with a body of believers is that I get sharpened by the people that are here. I get sharpened by our leaders, by our staff, by the board. I get sharpened by the volunteers. I get sharpened by you guys that just come to attend right now. Hopefully you'll get involved one day. But I get sharpened every time I'm around you. And that's the way it should work. We should help bring value to each other. We should help each other become a little bit better and a little bit closer to the person that God has called us to be. And one of the great values that comes with being together in the body of believers is that we sharpen one another. Um, Hebrews 10 is another great passage of Scripture, just talking about family and family time and hanging out as a body of believers. It says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. You know what let us consider means? It means to give thought to it. It's to premeditate it. I'm going to sit down and figure out a way to encourage Bob Krause or to encourage Jed or to encourage Josh. I'm going to sit down and figure out a way to help spur them on toward love and good deeds. You know, spurring, just like you'd spur a horse, a horse on to get it to move. You know, I don't know about you, but some days I need a good spurring to get me motivated. Sometimes coffee's not enough. You know, sometimes I need somebody to say, hey, Pastor Josh, let's get it going, you know, and we're there for each other to help motivate each other to do what God's called us to do because everybody goes through those seasons where we get tired and where we might not feel like doing what we know we should do, but we're there to make sure that we do what we're supposed to do as a body of believers, amen? So we spur one another on. And then it says, not giving up, meeting together. Now, this is key. This is key, especially right now in the church because we're just coming out of the COVID crazy stuff, you know, and, and some people have gotten really used to staying home and watching services online, which, by the way, everyone watching today online, thank you for tuning in, and we're so glad that you're with us today, and I think online ministry and online service is a great way to reach people. It's the front door of the church, but I think that if you are connected to a church, it becomes dangerous to fall into the pattern of just living online and not gathering together with a body of believers because you miss out on a dynamic that you can only get when you're together with a body of believers. Um, so I'd encourage you, hey, come to church. Come back to church. Be in church. Be consistent in attending church. Why? Because this is where we sharpen each other. This is where we spur each other on. This is where we get motivated. This is where the Spirit of God is moving. This is where the presence of God is. This is where the stuff happens. And the Bible encourages and really it commands us not to give up the habit of meeting together. Some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. In Acts chapter 2, we see this example in the early church. And I think it's important for us to not get away from the model that they set for our fellowship and our interaction as a body of Christ. You guys still awake? Y'all still thinking about barbecue? Man, I'm telling you, I'm going to give you some good stuff and bite-sized portion today. We're better together 
It says, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. Notice they met together in one place. They came together. They sold their property and possessions and shared money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day. And they met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. It means they were together. All while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. They were together. They met together. They ate together. They hung out together. They fellowshiped together. They were together. Why? Because God set it up for us to be better together as a body of believers. So that we can get that correction we need. So we can get that encouragement we need. So that we can get that spurring on that we need. So that we can get what the Spirit of God wants to give us at any moment in any service while we're together. We're better together, guys. And while they were together and doing all of that stuff, the Bible says that each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Together, reaching others. I'll say it one more time. We're better. Everybody say together. together. We're better together. It's a body of believers. So today, we shortened up the service so that we could hang out and just be together. Because enjoying each other's company is just as important as any other aspect of ministry as a church. So today's about fun. Today's about fellowship. Today's about hanging out. Today's about family. And if you're a guest here today, hey, your family, your family. Coming to a church and attending a church, though, is one thing. We're a family because of the person who founded this family we're a part of. And his name is Jesus. He gave his life for each and every one of us for the forgiveness of our sins. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. He gave his son out of love so that we could first have that relationship with him and then have that togetherness with each other. He's the nucleus of this whole thing. Otherwise, we're just a social club. Otherwise, we're just a country club. Otherwise, we're just getting together just to hang out with people on a Sunday. He's the reason why we do everything that we do. He's the reason why we're here today. And while we're celebrating freedom today and celebrating the independence of our country, I also want to celebrate the freedom that we have in Jesus. The freedom that we have to join together as a body of believers. And I don't want to take for granted that everyone here today is enjoying that in their life. So if you'd allow me, I just want to pray for you for just a second before we bless the food and, and go have fun. I want to give us an opportunity to make sure that we're all spiritually where we need to be so that we're not just in a church, but we're legitimately part of the family of believers that goes beyond the walls of this building that we're in. It circles the globe. It's all about Jesus and whether or not He's Lord and Savior of our lives. Bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. You guys watching online, I just ask you just to, to pause for a second and be still and, and maybe even bow your heads and close your eyes where you are watching right now. I got one question. Is Jesus Lord and Savior of your life? You know, you go through so many things in life and all the stages of life and pressure with school, pressure with friends and relationships and pressure with family and bills and responsibilities and walking through different storms and 
One of the reasons why Jesus died was to give us the peace to sustain us during those crazy seasons of life. You know, he said that in this world you're going to have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome this world. In him we have that peace and that ability to go through it in an overcoming way. Now a lot of people think you come to church and this is where you're good. And you live your life how you live your life the rest of the days of the week. But when you come to church, this is where you you dress up a little bit more and you put on a little more makeup and you look a little bit better. And there's nothing wrong with that. But this is where you come to be good. And you come to try to earn God's favor or God's love somehow, some way. And God's never been in the business of taking bad people and making them good. That's not what he does. God takes spiritually dead people and brings them to life on the inside through Jesus Christ. And that's what I'm talking about this morning. Are you alive on the inside? Or do you just have a concept of who Jesus is? Do you have a knowledge of who Jesus is, but not a relationship? And today I want to make sure that we've all at least had the opportunity to have that relationship. Heads bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around. I'm going to ask everyone to respect that. It's a private moment, a safe moment. I'm going to ask you again. Is Jesus Lord and Savior of your life? Is your relationship with Him where it needs to be? And if it's not, I want to give you an opportunity to get that right this morning. The beautiful thing about each day is the opportunity for a new beginning. It's an opportunity for you to receive the grace and the love and the renewal and passion and the purpose and the peace and the freedom that can only come through a relationship with Jesus. The heads bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around. I'm going to count to three. And if you're in here today and say, you know what, Pastor Josh, that's, I know I'm not, I don't have that relationship with Jesus. I know if I were to die right now, I wouldn't go to heaven. I'd go to hell. When I count to three, I want you to lift your eyes up and look at me. I'm not going to embarrass you or single you out or call you up front or anything. I just want to pray with you this morning and let's get that right before the food and the fun. Let's get that right today. So here we go. On the count of three, if that's you, lift your eyes and look at me. One, two, three. Lift them up and look. I see yours and yours and yours. I see 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 you, sweetheart. Once you lift them up, you can put them back down. just want to make sure I'm keeping track of everyone in here. If you haven't lifted your eyes yet, you know you need to. Lift them up and look at me. I want to pray for you. I see yours right there. Praise God for you. see you in the back. Praise God for you. What a beautiful moment. What a beautiful moment. Let's all stand this morning if we can. And everyone that lifted up their eyes, there were quite a few of us today, and I'm so grateful for that. I want to pray with you and lead you in a prayer. And I want you to, everybody in here is going to repeat it after me, but I want you to repeat it specifically and mean it from your heart. Listen, there's nothing magical about what we're about to do with this prayer, all right? It's just something to attach your faith to. I'm going to lead you through that process of being a little more public with it. The Bible says that you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. It's about what happens in here, okay? not what some pastor leads you through. It's about what happens in here and then what happens after we walk out of the doors of the church. So everybody, if you would, again, let's, let's close our eyes, bow our heads and repeat this after me. And if you lifted up your eyes, 
hey, let's pray this and let's mean it from our hearts today. Heavenly Father, you know everything about me. You know the best and you know the worst. And you still love me anyway. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for forgiving me. I repent. That means I turn away from the sin in my life. I want you. Thank you for your grace. And I'm going to do my best one day at a time, one step at a time to draw closer to you, to get to know you a little bit more and let you change me from the inside out. Thank you in your name. Amen. Oh, let's praise God for what just happened in the place today. I love it. I love it. Uh, I love you guys. I love you guys. You guys are guests today and you prayed that prayer. If it's been a while since you've been in church and you prayed that prayer today, let me encourage you. Listen, stay together. Stay together. It's important for you to connect with a body of believers and we're here for you. I love you as a pastor. Your staff here loves you. We want to do everything we can to help you succeed in your walk with Christ because we're better together. You know, but if you're not living local, if you're in town visiting with family or friends here, let me encourage you, get into a good church that's going to not go through a ritual every Sunday, but teach you how to have a real relationship with Jesus and reach the community for Him. It's important that you connect to the body of believers to help you grow. Amen? All right. All right.